0: Hello and welcome. You are listening to The Investor Lab. My name is Goose.
1: My name is Gabby.
0: Hey, Gabby. How are you?
1: Hello. I'm good. Welcome back to part two.
0: Yay. What are we talking about today? Part two of what? Part two. What did I hear? Part two of what? That's
1: a good point. Part two of our uh, two-part series on intelligent goal setting. So uh, part one, we basically pulled apart trying to help you guys get some clarity on your goals setting goals, how to set the right goals, how to set big enough goals. I don't even think about goals that actually matter to you. Um, And so in this one, we've gone back to, we've gotten much more tactical. We've gotten mechanical, and then we went a little bit woo woo to try and like really embed these belief systems that these goals are actually kind of possible for you. But we go through an action plan through this, really breaking down your goals of like who you are, what you want to achieve in the next 20, 25 years. And reverse engineering that into a plan that you can really start working on today. Um, so it's super helpful for if you've thought about goal setting before, it might be some of it might be familiar and might be super helpful uh, to you to refresh. Or if you've never thought about goal setting and you kind of thought, "Well, this is not really for me. This is like not my not my cup of tea." It's still a really awesome thing to just give a bit of time and consideration for because it, it's an awesome mindset to develop and really. Push through to help you actually achieve these things that you say you want to achieve.
0: So, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. So, and if you haven't listened to the previous episodes, episode one in intelligent goal setting, building the vision of the future, then I highly recommend you go back and listen to that episode first because that is what's going to set you up to be able to put the put an action plan into place in this episode. Um, so, without any further ado, let's get stuck right into it. I hope that this two part series has been beneficial. Um, I look forward to your feedback. Gabby, any final things before we jump into it? Nope, let's go. Let's go. All right, guys, we'll see you on the inside. Hey, guys, welcome back to episode two of the Intelligent Goal Setting mini-series, two-part series. Gabby, how are you today?
1: I am still amazing. (laughs) How are you?
0: (laughs) I am very well, thank you. Very, very well. So... In the last episode, we covered quite a lot of ground. It was quite esoteric, right? It was a little bit more high level. It was like, you know, about identity and values and all of this kind of stuff. We talked about the kind of three biggest problems that people have with goal setting. Number one is they don't set goals. Yep. Right. Number two, they don't set the big enough. Yep. And number three, they don't set the right goals, right? Which can be a little controversial as well. So, yep. um, and we also kind of talked about like how to start thinking about that, how to start repositioning your mindset to to identify the right goals for you, and what kind of timeframes and stuff like that. Did you have anything you wanted to to add to that? Yeah.
1: So just coming into this episode, like this one is going to be super practical, and and we're basically going to take your uh, goals that we set in the last episode. So I'm hoping you're coming in, back into this episode with a list of all the things that you want to achieve uh in you know over the next 20 years or whatever your time horizon is for yourself um both in all in all six areas of life that we kind of touched on um and not just what you want to achieve but like who you want to be what kind of experiences you want to have have this big kind of bucket list so then we can apply it to this episode really start breaking that down and putting it into more of an actionable plan so we can start thinking about okay what do i need to do today because i've got this now lofty goal lofty vision for my life and who I want to be and and it all sounds nice, but like what do I actually need to do today to start moving towards that? So if you don't have that done yet, go into it now, pause the episode. If you're driving the car, don't do that, maybe do it later. But <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: yeah, so let's let we can start we can start playing a part.
0: Yeah, totally. So so is what I think is really cool, right, is what we've done so far, and certainly what I hope that you, the listener, has has done, is firstly we identified, you know. Where we wanted to get to. So, this, as I mentioned in the last episode, there's three parts to it: where you are now, where you want to be, and then how you're going to get there. So, you know, to, to your point, Gabby, if you haven't worked out where you want to be, I would really strongly advise you do this with your partner, significant other, or you know, do it yourself if you're if you're a if you're a solo solo traveler through life. That's fine, um, but. Take the time to do that because you have to get crystal clear on where you want to go because otherwise the directions won't make any sense. No, <laughs> you know, no, that works. If, if you're if you're trying to get from Sydney to Brisbane, but you've got the directions of Sydney to Perth, you're not going to end up where you want to go. Right? It's just gonna you're just going to end up in the wrong spot. So clearly identifying uh, where you are now is one thing right and then where you want to be is the other thing so then today's episode is how do we create the map like how do we how do we how do we make sure we get there and how do we con- how do we continue to make sure we stay on track you know because that's that's i think that's i think the other biggest problem is that when people do set goals they then drift right so without a without a management system in place to be able to you know, keep yourself on track. You're gonna, you're gonna run off track. It's, it's, it's really, it's really quite simple. You know, so the easy, the easiest way to think about that is that is, you know, if you were, you know, let loose in a forest and somebody said, hey, you know, your destination is is directly north from here, and even if they pointed directly to north and said it's north, off you go. The likelihood is, and then they left you to it. And they said, "Just go there, and we'll see you." We'll see. It's ten kilometers north, or whatever it is. The strong likelihood is that you're going to drift off track, right? There's a variety of reasons why you would do that. You know, there physiological reasons. Typically, one person typically you've got one leg shorter than another. You've got terrain reasons. You're going to encounter some obstacles that you're going to have to try and go around, under, over, or through. Um, you're going to potentially, you know, turn yourself around and then lose 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 orientation around what actually is north and how you so there's all these there's all these reasons that you need to create an actual map like a bit of a compass it's going to say okay here i am and these are the checkpoints that i'm going to have along the way and here's how i'm going to know that i'm still on track like when i get to this point and then this point and then this point and then how do i keep myself motivated to get there because uh, you know anyone who's like a like new year's resolutions are a classic one right because people will set these kind of goals like hey i want to lose 10 kilos which is great, which is an awesome goal, but there's not, a, there's not an actual plan to achieve that. And so the re- that's the reason most people don't do it. They might even start trying to eat healthy for the first couple of weeks. So they might try and start exercising for the first couple of weeks. But because there's not a clear and measurable plan in order to achieve those goals, they typically end up drifting. And then before they know it, they're just eating chips and drinking Coke and sitting on the couch playing xbox so um so really identifying how to how to put that into interaction i think is actually i don't know if i'd say it's more important what do you think gabby is it is it more important or just as important or slightly less important than having the right goals to start with
1: uh, uh well i think i think they're equally as important because it's obviously like And this is kind of where you hear like things about like law of uh, law of attraction and just affirmations and stuff. Just as a principle, and people hear that and think, okay, I just need to like wish my goals into existence, and I don't actually need to do anything. But it'll come to me. Eventually, it'll happen. And there's an element of that, right, which we'll talk about later. Which there's an element of truth in that, but it's you have to still take action, and you have to still be putting things into place to get you forward step by step to where you want to go. So they go hand in hand. Like you have to have this goal of where you're going, but then you need to have a plan and a roadmap and then actually consistently take massive action along that path to get there. So equally as
0: important hundred percent. And I think even in the implementation of achieving that vision. So as you mentioned, so people should have arrived in this episode with the bucket list of all the things they want to achieve in life and hopefully have, have created a bit of a vision for for who they want to be, where they want to be, how they want to be, how they want to feel, who they want to be doing it with, all of that kind of stuff as part of that kind of longer term vision. The, the way to put it into action though is two parts. There's like a really mechanical part of it. And then there's a really kind of, um, well, I'm going to say I'm just going to say woo-woo side of it, right? So, and the Not woo-woo non mechanical, side, non-mechanical. <laughs> uh, metaphysical. Go with metaphysical.
1: There you go. There you go. Uh,
0: and the meta the metaphysical side of it, I think, is actually really, really, really important. Um, so, should we dig into the mechanical side or the metaphysical side first?
1: Mechanical. All Let's right. Go. Okay.
0: Let's go. Okay, so here's here's the way to break it down. So let's if you've created this list of things, your bucket list of things you want to achieve in life, right? And more specifically, what I hope you've hope you've identified is is what your destination looks like and over what period of time. Now, what you want to do is you actually want to then turn that into an actual plan, not a theoretical or hypothetical plan, not a okay in my head. I can kind of see all I need to do is X. What you need to do is you need to put pen to paper, either physically pen on physical paper or digitally or some other method. You need to create a sense of structure and then each of those things need to have measurable, uh, each of the things you want to achieve need to have measurable outcomes and you need to be able to track how you're going to achieve them. So the easiest way to do this is to break it down into a 20-year 20, 20 life plan, right? So a twenty a 20-year 20 life plan is a good framework to use now if your goals need to be achieved over 10 years you can still use exactly the same methodology that i'm going to be uh talking about here you know so so you can use this as a framework rather than a rule book but the idea though with a 20 year a 20 year plan is that you can break that down systematically into 90 day chunks and then those 90 day chunks each 90 days is going to make up one percent of 20 uh 20 years gabby you had a no
1: i did have a look so we've got. Uh, I don't know if anyone's actually read your book yet. If you haven't, well, there should be a link in the show notes as well. So go and grab it. Because I mean, I I like you, so I'm a little bit biased, but I think it's a good read. Um, and you'd say some nice things about me in there. So go, definitely go and read it. <laughs> um, but in there as well, we talk about the twenty-five to one uh, life plan, which is essentially like if you use twenty-five years as the as the top as the top line of the the vision. And kind of we use 25 years is like 25 years seems to be enough to have like a life purpose, right? If, you're, if you've are if you got this um, vision for your life, it's kind of like you would hope that if you have a plan, you can achieve that in 25 years. And then we break it down to uh, 1% of 25 years is basically 90 days, which is one quarter. So it's kind of when you go through the process that's in the book, it's 25 to 1 um
0: i just realized why you had a funny look on your face It's because I, I was saying 20 year life plan wasn't it not 25
1: i was like that doesn't quite work but
0: the maths and also i was saying i was like those maths, maths doesn't stack up what is going on here <laughs> so
1: 25 years 20 years also works right and like you said if you've got a 10 year horizon and that's what you want to achieve then sweet you can also work backwards from that but 25 years and that's just an interesting fact is like one percent of 25 years is actually 90 days which is one quarter which is kind of why we like to do these kind of exercises once a quarter because it's kind of one percent into this bigger life plan
0: Yeah. Awesome. So, so thanks for, (laughs) thanks for getting that back on track. Um, I don't know why I said, so, so exactly. So you've got a 25 to one life plan, right? So basically how do you, how do you create a 25 year plan, um, bring it back all the way back down to one day? How do you create a 25 year plan based around one vision? That's why it's called a 25 to one life plan. So, um, so in that, what you want to do is you want to start by mapping out the end destination, right? So you don't start with what you need to do next. You need to start with where you're going to end up. So the easiest way to do that is to break down, take that bucket list of things that you've you've identified. And you're going to split that into a couple of different lists. You're going to have the things that you want to achieve in, in 25 years in your destination. You're going to have the things you want to achieve in 10 years. You're going to have the things that you want to achieve in five years and things you want to achieve in one year. You're going to break those down you're going to split them into different lists. right? So once you've split them into different lists, the 25-year stuff should be the vision of who you want to be and then the other stuff should be milestones that you want to achieve along the way. And it's important to break those up because you, we're going to talk about how to join all those dots in a minute as well. Now, what you want to do I on think, one – go on.
1: Can I just add before? Um, so when you're breaking that down, I think I just want to give it a bit more weight because you're quite visionary, ghost, so you do this basically innately anyway um, in terms of converting a vision into like a plan. But I think if you're thinking about like this 25 20-year, 20, 20 25-year vision for your life – Um, you can think about all these things that are on your list that you want to achieve. Um, And then if you break it down, if you kind of just rewind to like the five or 10 year mark, you need to think about like, what do I need to have achieved by then to mean that I'm on track to achieve my 25 year purpose in life. And so you can kind of think about it. Like if it's a character in a movie, like what would that character, if the character by the end of the movie has achieved all of these things on my bucket list by year 25, like at year five, like what do they have to have done? Like what do they need to have achieved by that point to make sure that they're still on track to to achieve the end point? Mm. And so I think that's a good way to think about it because a lot of people, it's hard to think about that in yourself because you're like, oh, okay, well, I want like a yacht <laughs> by 25 years. Like what do I need to have achieved by year five? And it's, it's sometimes harder to think about it as yourself. But if you think about it as another person, like, mm. What does that character need to have done by that point, by year five, by year 10 and working backwards? So then you can take it. So you've gone, for, let's say, from 25 years to five years and let's say I need to have replaced my income of $100,000 by year five. Okay. So then you, that's the end point, And then you work back to like, okay, so what do I need to have achieved by year one? to make sure that I'm on track to achieve that year five goal of replacing my $100,000 income. And you can reverse engineer it that way. And it's breaking each of those chunks into comparing it with just the next goal and think, what do I need to have achieved by that point to make sure I'm still on track for the next kind of milestone?
0: That's so good. That is so good. That's really good advice, breaking it down, like thinking about it as somebody else because I think that's that's the biggest problem with all of this kind of stuff is that people find it hard to have self-belief that they're going to be able to achieve that kind of stuff. So almost pretending like it's a movie like if this character wanted to achieve if creating creating that identity and that persona and that 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 future and then if that character was in a movie what would they need to what are the things that they would need to do if this was a game for example you know if i was <laughs> if this if this was you know grand theft Auto, not saying if this was if 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 this was crash bandicoot right what and you wanted to get to the and you wanted to get to level 10 what would the other levels need to look like what what things would what treasures would you need to unlock what (laughs) goals would you need to achieve along the way in order to get to the next piece and it's really interesting way to think about it because it starts to gamify it right and i actually really i actually really like that personally um for for myself and i think it's i think it's really good gabby because you're right i sometimes because i innately think like this i sometimes think i maybe don't explain it very well so Mm -hmm. keep getting getting that out is really really good but gamifying it is is kind of the whole point right so (laughs) When you create a 25 year vision, it, it's 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 far away. Like it's really far away. And it should be yeah. massive. Like it should be massive. It should be so big that you're just like, How the fuck am I going to achieve that? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And and you may actually not believe it. Like, and this is this is the thing. You may actually not believe it. You might be like, What? <laughs> I could never own a waterfront mansion in Port right? Right, this is crazy, right? But then the point is, you then want to systematically reverse engineer that, right? So, if I wanted to, and look, and I'm just using I use these examples like things like yacht because they're just an easy thing to grab, and I'm not suggesting that everyone should have a have a goal of having a boat or anything like that. But let's just say that it was like I want to have a mansion in Bocelus and a and a yacht, right? Um, well, in that, and let's say I want that in 25 years. Well, at the 10-year mark, what is it that I would have needed to achieve in in order to be able to achieve that by 25 years? And then if I break that down to five years, what would I need to have achieved at the five-year mark in order to be able to achieve my 10-year 10 year mark in order to achieve my 25 year And then you reverse that back down to, to one year and then down to 90 days, right? So it's about systematically reverse engineering it. And this is why we call it a 25 to one, because you get 25 all the way back to one. Now, all of these things, so, and just to break that down, if you're going to do it on a 25, 25 to one time scale, or I, t- I typically recommend using this breakdown. So it's 25, 10, 5, 1, and 90 days, right? So your 20, 25 years is your vision and 10 years is your is your mission and 5 years is your goal and 1 year is your target and 90 days is your objectives right and you can kind of break it down into those those simple kind of stepping stones because what you might actually find is that all you need to do to achieve you know, mansion in Borcloose and a and a and a big yacht is in the next ninety days, all you may need to do is something that seems relatively inconsequential. But the power of compound interest doesn't just apply in things like, you know, the financial markets and real estate and stuff like that. It actually applies in your activities in your daily life. So it's um it's super important. But the thing is as well, we're not just talking again about financial goals. It's not just about like mansion and yacht. It's also it's also things like health happiness and everything like that. So if your 25 year vision for your life is I want to have uh, a a relationship with my partner that you know we celebrate our love for each other every day, we're enriched by the time we spend together, we do daily activities together and I feel like I've just like I'm I'm more in love every single day, right? Awesome, fantastic, right? Then you've got to be thinking, well How would it, what would I need to do? (laughs) Like, how would I need to be setting myself up to be able to achieve that? Like, what things do I need to do to make sure that I can achieve that goal? And it could be breaking it down into, um, you know, I want, well, in order for us to feel that way in 25 years, what's likely going to need to happen is we're going to need to feel like, we have continuously gone on a journey together and achieved goals together, and had a shared had a shared experience along the way. Because you could get twenty five down years down the road, and if you haven't had a really shared experience, you might still be together, but there might be a big gap in between, like in your. And I think we've all seen older couples where there's a big gap, right? <laughs> they they they've grown separately, right? So so how do you avoid that? Well, the way that you could avoid that would be to make sure you have a lot of shared experiences. So perhaps. You know, if the twenty-five year goal is to is to have this beautiful, amazing, enriched, loving relationship, perhaps at ten years, maybe what you want to have achieved is you want to have maybe you know just using what I mentioned earlier about like the Annapurna circuit, uh, maybe is like we want to have you know track the Annapurna trail. Uh, we want to have mountain biked um, through the snowy mountains, and we want to have dined at five of the world's fifty best restaurants together mm-hmm. right i'm just using those examples as 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 broad examples but you might want to break that down because what that's and then you can kind of go okay cool okay great well there's they're still pretty big goals right like five of the world's 50 best restaurants are gonna to have to travel all over the world for that and you know like Tracking the Annapurna circuit, that takes about a month, right? So I'm gonna so what am I gonna to need to do? What am I gonna to need to do um, between now and then in order to be able to achieve those goals? Okay, well, I'm gonna to need to get myself into a position where I can take a month off work to do the Annapurna circuit, and I'm also gonna to need to get fit enough to do it. So what am I gonna do? It? Is that gonna be in the next couple of years or is you know, so you go back to your five-year goals, right? And then you start going, okay, well, what am I gonna to need to Achieve in order to, uh, to achieve those ten-year goals. Do I need to have achieved a certain amount of savings by the five-year mark? If we want to, if by the t- if by the ten-year mark, we want to have got dined at. Did I say five at the 50 or ten of the 50? Five. Five, five, <laughs> five, five of the world's fifty best restaurants. Then you maybe by year five want to have dined at two. Right. So maybe have dined at two of the world's fifty best restaurants, and that leaves you three to tackle over the over the uh, between the years five and ten. So and then maybe you want to have achieved the the you know mountain biking through the snowy mountains but perhaps you haven't been on the annapurna trek yet um but maybe you've got maybe you've maybe you've achieved some smaller milestones of tracks that you want to do in order to get fit enough to achieve that goal so maybe you will have done some smaller ones like i don't know trekked around Blossom's promontory in in mm-hmm. victoria and done these kind of like stepping stone stepping stone events to get there and then you might go back down to to one year and say uh well uh, in my one-year goal, in order to achieve the 10-year goal of you know dining at the uh, five of the world's 50 best restaurants and trekking the Annapurna circuit and uh, doing all this kind of stuff, maybe I'm going to find um, one Australian restaurant that is in the world's 50 best restaurants. And in the next 12 months, we're going to make it a goal to get to that restaurant. That's going to be the first one of our five. Right. So that way it gives you something to pull you forward. And you might say, I am nowhere near fit enough to do a multi-day trek so what i'm going to do this year is i am going to i'm going to do um my first two-day trek and i'm going to do that um you know in the third quarter of this year and so therefore i'm going to start getting fit now and i'm going to i'm going to start doing start by doing some you know you can start to break that down i'm going to do my first overnight track in in the first year and you can start to then systematically break that down and then you go okay well great so in order to do my first overnight track Uh, And let's say I'm going to do it in six months time from now, what do I need to start doing today in order to do my first overnight trek? Well, um, and also what do I need to do to be able to afford to travel and dine at, the, at the, you know one Australian restaurant that's in the world's 50 best? Well, what I'm going to need to do is I'm going to probably need to have a little savings plan because it's probably going to cost a little bit of money to travel and accommodation. And I don't know where the, I don't know where the restaurant will be and how much is the restaurant going to cost. And it could just be like 50 bucks a, a, a week. I, I don't know, right? Whatever you're going to need to save for that. So you can then start thinking practically, I'm going to create a world's 50 best restaurant's fund, right? you can start a savings plan. And then you could also say, well, in order to start going on an overnight trek, I'm going to need to start by getting some hiking boots and I'm going to need to start by going on a, a couple of one-day treks. So in the next 90 days, I'm going to do three one day treks. And then the 90 days after that, I'm going to do I'm going to do, you know, a couple of a couple of longer treks. You know, you just start to break that down into systematic steps. And I know I've kind of waffled a fair bit there, Gabby, but do you Do you have anything you want to add to
1: that? No, it's really awesome because you can tell like your mind just thinks about this constantly and you're constantly kind of reverse engineering where you want to be to like, okay, what what action do I need to put in place now? And so for someone like myself, I'm not quite as visionary as you are. Like I can think that way, but it's harder for me to really hang on to that vision in the day-to-day. And I think breaking it down and getting real clarity on this whole like vision and the funnel back down to like my actions today is really important because you can have you can boil that down right and so you get to like um like i've determined that for, for me to have this amazing relationship with my partner where we've had shared experiences together what i need to do today is go on a walk every day right that's ultimately what you've gotten to but If you don't have that connection, if you've just set yourself like a goal for like, I'm going to go on a walk every day, you you immediately lose sight of like why that is important because you're just like, I I, I can't be bothered. There's too much other shit going on. I just don't like, I don't have time. I'm not going to do that. And then gradually every single day you have that same conversation where you're like with yourself, where if you've lost sight of why you're doing it, you just don't do it. And that's when you veer off track from your goals. Um, So ultimately, you know, in that scenario, if you consistently day on, day out, day in, day out, make a decision to not do that, go walk in that direction, you are choosing to not stick to your vision of I want an amazing relationship with my partner in 25 years where we've had amazing shared experiences and just remembering to connect those two in everyday moments. Um, And I think it's a really interesting assessment just about like your values as a whole like even if you think about in that 25 year vision let's say like social if we take the social aspect of like the the six pillars it's like if in your vision you are surrounded by friends you have a really healthy social life you spend a lot of time with others and and connecting and and giving back and sharing in that kind of way if that's part of your vision it's a really interesting assessment on your values because you can actually assess like where are you at now and e- e- kind of need to make sure that you're putting in effort into those areas. Like you yeah. can't really, and this is what tends to happen with a lot of like financial goals or career based goals. It's kind of, you, you you focus on that area and you think, well, I'll put in effort now and then the others will come later. Mm. And so it's the same with like families, the same with relationships. So it's all of those kind of um, softer areas where look, I'll push into my career or my finances or um, my business right now. And then the other stuff will come, you know, when I'm happy or when I've got time or something. But it ultimately, it's it's never guaranteed that that is also going to be there when you've reached this goal of financial freedom or whatever it is. Um, if at the end goal, you can see that you are surrounded by people that you love, then you need to make sure that you're putting in effort in those areas throughout each of those steps along the way. So,
0: Yeah. And I think the, the other important thing about this is that it's measurable. Like um, it's all well and good to kind of break it down, and you're right. Like connecting, I want to have a better relationship with. Well, I need to go for start going for a walk every day for the next ninety days. It seems like those connections are pretty sinewy, uh, or sorry, pretty stretched. But in ac- in actuality, they're very tightly connected. So uh, identifying that connection is really really important. But then also measuring it, right? So the point the point of breaking it down. 25, 10, 5, 1, 90 uh, is so that you can measure it. So you can get to the end of 90 days and go, okay, so did I go for a walk every day? Like, do, have I, what actions have I taken to move me towards my one year goals and subsequently my five year goals and my subsequently my 10 year goals and subsequently my 25 year goal of happiness with my partner? And have I done that? And that's what makes it a little bit more measurable, a little bit easier because a lot of the times when we set these big goals they're ambiguous and off in the distance you know I want this better life right whatever it may be and we kind of talked about that in the last episode like how to how to break that down and make it a little bit more uh, granular rather than just financial freedom right but the problem is it's usually off in the distance it's not something you're going to you're going to achieve quickly and the problem with that is that when it's off in the distance you lose you lose your ability to, to stay on course you lose your ability to stay on track and to and to measure that so by breaking it down into systematic Steps to allow you to see what you need to do today. Then it's it's you know it's so much easier. So for, I mean, for for example, like if you if you use the power of compound interest, if you improve by just three percent, or so, just by five percent, um,
1: it's got the calculator out.
0: I've got the calculator out, right? So uh, if you if you improve by five percent every month, right, for twelve months. You will have improved by eighty percent, right? So five times five times twelve is sixty, but in fact five percent times compounding over twelve is eighty, right? So, so you can achieve a huge order of magnitude of change, and if you do that again by 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 twenty by another twelve months, it actually ends up being you've actually moved three hundred percent. So you can actually three x your whatever your current standards are by doing a five percent monthly uh, incremental change in what you're currently doing. So. Breaking it down into these little steps and making it super measurable is is critically is critically important. You know, a lot of people think that they need to go from zero to one hundred in twelve months. Where in actuality, if they go from zero to zero to to three, and then three to three you know compound at three percent interest, three percent of improvement every single month for the next few months, they'll be where they want to be in like eighteen months. And so, breaking it down, I think is is critically important. Mm-hmm. The other thing the other thing that we need to talk about though, because I think we've kind of covered we've covered that a fair bit, right? So the other thing I think we need to talk about is how to maintain belief, right? How to maintain a vision. Because breaking it down into steps is good, <laughs> right? But how do you continuously stay compelled by that vision? Because maintaining the vision is really hard. Like it's actually really hard. Like I I don't walk around every day just living in, in some vision of the future. It's a practice, <laughs> right? It's a practice like going to the gym. It's a practice like like anything. And I think that I uh, creating a systematic practice to pull you towards your destination is just as important as going to work going to the gym eating well all of that kind of stuff and this is where it gets a little bit more woo-woo because what we what we're talking about now is like you know vision boards and affirmations and stuff like that now in the kind of like law of attraction aspect of it we we it is actually you know, relatively scientifically proven that that you know we, we live in it we live basically in a cosmic soup of energy right we're all just we're all just atoms and frequency and energy and all of this kind of swirling mass of nothingness and something all, all at the same time and the only thing that defines the parameters of ourselves and the world around us is our perception of the frequency and of the energy around us right and so it is very it's, it's very practical that you can shape what that looks like and shape how that is, right? Which is the premise of the law of attraction. Like if you if you can, you know, create the right energetic uh, resonance, then you can essentially create whatever you want. The problem is that's quite hard, <laughs> right? Like you can't just sit there and be like, I want a bike. And then you end up with a bike. Like I think I used that example in A Secret where some kid just wants a bike and then lo and behold, he gets a bike at Christmas. Um, like that doesn't quite, I don't believe that, that just like, but a being. However, however, what I would what I would say is that um, the more that you can write down the things that you want, then you'll be very surprised at how often they come true. I actually remember when I was um when I was younger, I actually broke my broke my back in a motorbike accident, and. Uh, At that point in time, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't, I was in bed, basically, I couldn't do anything. And so all I had to do was listen to music. And I said, that's when I, that was when I first started, the seed was planted for me to start my career in the, in the music industry. And I had no idea. I'd never done anything in it before, but I remember writing down in a list the top 5 festivals in the world that i wanted to work at and i had no idea what a festival even was <laughs> the only and the only reason i knew and this is like before the internet i think and i had and the only reason i knew that these festivals existed is because i had cd's of bands that had that had recorded live tracks at these festivals and i was like yeah yeah cool i want to work there and so i actually wrote down a physical list i don't know why i did it but i wrote down a physical list of the five festivals i wanted to work at in the world and uh it was really funny because within ten years, I had worked out every single one of them, and I only recognised that in retrospect. Um, so it's it's pretty interesting when you when you can when you can identify the things you want in life, and then you can start to live it and, and believe it. Those things really do start to happen. So, some practical ways of applying that because a lot of people think that just like the dream it dream it believe it and it'll happen kind of approach is a little bit wishy-washy and a little bit esoteric but I actually I actually think there's wholly practical ways to to apply that and make it come true and I can categorically tell I'll openly and and uh, you know flagrantly tell anyone who wants to listen that active affirmation active visualization active goal setting does get you what you want like it does it's a fact it's a fact for me and it's a fact for me because i've lived it you know i've gone from i've gone from basically you know broke drug addict through to living an amazing life with you gabby and having a cool cool business and achieving all the things that we you know we we've, like life is just fantastic <laughs> and that kind of thing doesn't just happen like unless you craft it so um some of the ways that i do that is i actually write out physically physically write out so i understand like i've kind of mapped out all this stuff like what are what are all the things in my bucket list and i actually physically write them down every single day you know and but there's a kind of key part to to writing those down is that you have to always write them down in a present or past tense and you've got to never use any negative words so you might you might have a goal of um i want to lose 10 kilos right however if you write down i i don't want to be fat or I, I want to lose 10 kilos, you actually are inviting kind of a more negative connotation into the things that you're actually then attracting things you don't want because the, thing, the words that you use are the things that you attract. However, if you say something like, I weigh 80 kilograms, right? Let's just say you weigh 90 kilograms, right? I weigh 80 kilograms. Then that's actually a positive uh, affirmation of the being that you want to be. Um, so it's really important that when you're writing out your goals that you don't – and you, you're writing out affirmations that you don't use negative words. Never, never say, I don't want or uh, I want to lose or, or I don't want to have. You've got to imply the things that you do want, which is actually quite challenging. You've got to think about, like, the cra- like, how you're going to craft the sentences. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, uh, so, but, yeah, I, mean, I literally – sorry, Gabby, go on.
1: I just want to – yeah, I think that with all of that, like, people totally underestimate the power of language. Mm. And it's it's the way that you converse with yourself. And ultimately it comes down to um again, it comes back to your identity piece and it's like you have we have these experiences through our life that shape the way that we perceive the world and perceive ourselves and our place in the world and who I am and how do I fit in amongst everyone around me. And so we've got these belief systems that we've picked up through our childhood, through our experiences. And we've kind of installed these beliefs in ourselves. And so they're really hard to reverse out of. And they can feel really uncomfortable when, as you're trying to write down these, you know, affirmations or these goals for yourself about who I want to be, because they can feel really foreign. They can feel like I'm just making this up and it's not actually who I am. But if you've already gone through the process and you've identified like this is who I want to be in 25 years, then you kind of just need to keep. Brain with washing yourself to believe that that is possible for yourself because it ultimately comes down to and this is kind of where like all this law of attraction kind of stuff tends to fall down as people forget that it's not just about saying it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again there's an element of repetition that helps with it but it's like ultimately if you don't believe it if you don't believe that it's possible for yourself or you don't believe that you deserve what you're what you're talking about and then it's ultimately like this is already how it is like i've already made a decision here for my life and what i want out of it it's not actually going to change anything if you're just writing things down every day where you're like i'm the fittest i've ever been i'm the fittest i've ever been but you you can think in a day-to-day sense if you actually don't believe that it won't actually change anything and so I think that's the hardest part is actually acknowledging that you need to push through these beliefs that you have that you may not have ever confronted before. You may not have ever thought about these uh, these ways that I have a conversation with myself that I actually don't, like, deserve the things that I want, that I don't um, have, have the time to, like, work on myself and that I actually my priorities can come later in life and, and there's so much of these subconscious conversations that we have with ourselves every day that we don't even acknowledge so i think this is kind of a really difficult thing challenging thing to work through when you start doing this kind of stuff is like so much is going to come up that's that's stopping you from believing that any of this will work but it's you need to realign your belief systems essentially
0: yeah, totally. I think it's a really it's a really good point, right? Because you can write out like I write out all of my goals every day, pretty much. In fact, I didn't do it for two weeks, but you know, pretty much every day I I write out those goals. The problem is you have to continuously brainwash yourself to believe them. So for it for example, you know, we want to grow dashdot into a into a large company. Well, I've never done that before. Like and I don't know what that looks like and I don't know how what that feels like. So what I need to do actively is Read about companies that are much bigger than ours. Like, how many how many team members do they have? Like, what you know, what does their corporate structure look like? Uh, how do they need to think about things like ESG? You know, all of these of things. And I have to then try and because the only way that you can start to believe it is to is to actively brainwash yourself. So the books that I read, um, the the media articles that I read, um, the conversations that I choose to have, the podcasts that I listen to, they're all me brainwashing myself like i talk about things like indoctrination and brainwashing quite a lot particularly with our team and it's super important because you are you are what you believe that you are right so in order and in order to actually create that belief you have to brainwash yourself like there is no there is no single source of truth in in this world you know like if you ask if you ask someone in i don't know you, you, you know, you can think of, you can think about loads of different uh, scenarios where there have been um, dictators and stuff that have uh, used a lot of propaganda to essentially brainwash a whole nation of people who believe that they're doing the right thing. I mean, you know, like you need to think about how do you achieve that? What kind of propaganda do I need to give? Like, how do I brainwash myself? Because the truth that I can believe is the truth that I will live, right? So, uh, if it all comes down to belief, which which it does, right? Then then the single biggest thing, the single most important thing you can do, is to make yourself believe. So, how do you make yourself a believer? Well, you have to you have to break through some really deeply programmed shit, right? You need to break through all of that kind of stuff. Like, maybe I'm not good with money, or I'll never have a six pack, or you know, people don't, you know, I don't deserve love, or um, I'll never amount to anything, and all of these kind of like. Really deeply seeded um, belief beliefs that we have, right? Which is which is really full on, right? So, but the only way that you are going to overcome that is if you brainwash yourself, right? And you get to choose how you brainwash yourself. Like you could brainwash yourself by watching, you know, tabloidal news every day and brainwash yourself into believing that the world is uh, a really really bad place. And you could brainwash yourself by only. Um, going in facebook groups where people believe the earth is flat right and then you could you can find enough body of evidence to support that i mean to be quite honest we've just started a started a vegan diet now not that long ago we were on a keto diet and part, like when when i started the keto diet i brainwashed myself i said right i want to find enough supporting evidence right that that Will allow me to believe that this is true, so that I don't, so that I just go into a full, full bore. And when we were starting, when we decided we wanted to give the vegan diet a go, it was like, okay, cool. Well, how are we going to brainwash ourselves? What, what, what stuff are we going to watch? And what stuff are we going to read? And what stuff we're we going to listen to that is going to give us the belief to stick with this, so that we understand it and all of that kind of stuff. So, creating those inputs is really, really, really important. And I think. Can I- yeah add to
1: that, uh, it's actually something that's really interesting that's just come up in my mind is about that the, the vegan aspect right because i don't m- the language i use it myself i will never use the word diet like i will not like i'm not thinking about like i'm on the vegan diet i'm just like i want to eat plant-based for now yeah. i don't know how long for it's not for a particular goal personally um just on my research i feel like that is I want to try that and see how my body reacts. And I kind of just made a decision when I did that was, when I'm clocking that it was a decision where I went, this is going to be good for me. And so that has been my language with myself since we have started eating this way is like, this is good for me. And that's genuinely what I believe. Whereas if I go into it thinking like, this is like it's a it's a diet, it's a fat, I'm just gonna do it for a period of time and like see if it works out. Like I don't know if it's gonna work out. All of these language with yourself, it doesn't actually help your belief change your belief system, which is ultimately really gonna dictate your actions and then your results. Whereas I can make a decision where I'm like, this is good for my body, which is genuinely what I believe now. And it there's those kind of aspects in every area of your life where you if you're trying something out, if you have a mentality of like ah, it might not work, it probably won't work because you're you're already, like, planning an exit strategy and your mind is already feeling safe about, like, if it doesn't work out, then at least I can say that I didn't know if it would work out. And Mm. there's that element of, like, survival where you're not going to get rejected because people thought you were wrong and you failed, whereas it's much more risky to be like, I'm going to, I know this and this is known and this is what I believe now. But ultimately, that's actually what's going to, be more likely to help you succeed again it comes back to like if you actually want that so for myself i feel like i haven't been very healthy the last 12 months as i'm sure a lot of people um through this kind of period of the world feel it a similar way and so i just made a decision i was like no nah, i need to do something that i feel like is going to be healthy for my body so i made that decision and that's kind of how i feel about it so i don't really think about vegan or plant based now i'm just like this is kind of where i'm at and I've, it's good for me so
0: yeah, totally. Well, there's a there's a saying that whether you believe you can or believe you can't, you're right, right. So, um, you know, the only the only difference between and we've talked about this on previous podcasts. The only difference between you know anyone and someone like Elon Musk is that he believes different things, right? There's no, he's not physically different. He may have, you know, maybe a slightly higher IQ or something. I like have maybe not too. Like it's really really comes down to belief. Um, so one last thing that I wanted to talk about. I know this episode's running a little a little longer, but one last thing I wanted to talk about was um was vision boards, right? Because a lot of people really struggle and I know that you have spoken to me about this multiple times like how do you maintain vision, right? How do you actually do it? And a lot of people talk about affirmations and it's like, well, the way that you do affirmations is that you write out sentences in a Past or present tense that affirm the life that you want in a, in the language that that makes it that 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 implies that it is life that you currently have, so that you can start to brainwash yourself. That's the simplest way to think about it. Right? Write out sentences that 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 explain the life life that you want in a way that it's that it's framing it as a life that you currently have or you have already lived. It's the easiest way to think about it, and that's what's going to do that kind of stuff. So. When it comes to vision boards, though, there's always a big question, like, what actually is a vision board? Like, how do you do it? Like, do you get, like, magazine clippings? Like, do you do you get a big cork board and stick it on the wall and, like, just cut out stuff out of magazines? Do you have to go buy magazines? To, is it like a collage project? Like, how do you do it? Like, actually, how do you create a vision board? I think it's a really interesting question. A lot of people talk about vision boards, like, yeah, yeah, just find pictures that... Um, that pull you forward and make you feel the way that you want to feel about your life and you know represent the things that you want to achieve and all of this kind of stuff which is fine like that's that's totally fine maybe you want to maybe you want a range rover so you can go get a picture of a range rover maybe you want a yacht so you can go get a picture of the type of yacht you want maybe you you know want to you know travel to the bahamas so you can get a picture of an island in the bahamas right and you can kind of get all that kind of stuff but then what do you put it in a google doc Do you print it out? Do you get murals painted about all that kind of stuff in the house? Like, what do you actually do? Um, And so, I wanted to share a little bit of a framework for how people can kind of build that out, um, if that's all right. Do you think we've got time for that, Gabby? Yeah. Yep. Awesome. So, the easiest way that I have thought about doing this is to break it down. You can get an A4 sheet of paper um, or you can do this online. So, you could use something like… google draw or you can um get a physical piece of paper or anything like that i tend to use google draw um, because it's digital and i can find pictures from the internet and it makes it super super easy but basically you get you get something that's about the same size as an a4 piece of paper landscape and then you break it down into uh, five by four squares right so you've got five five squares across the top four squares down the side which gives you a total of 20 squares right and then in each of those 20 squares you find an image of the thing that you want in life whether it's track the annapurna circuits you might have mountains of annapurna whether it's um you know whether it's you know you know p- pick another dollar, whether it's you know a yacht as I mentioned or whatever and you find pictures that represent that and then you put text over the top of each one of those things that explains what it is it could be I want to have X amount of dollars in the bank so you might have a picture of money but a picture of money in and of itself won't tell you anything right so you need to have uh, visual and written cues for what those things mean and what they are and the, the point is that by breaking it down into basically an A4 sheet that's got 20 pieces on it it becomes it becomes almost like an advent calendar or a bingo or a, bingo, <laughs> or a bingo card where you get to systematically tick off the things as you do them so um it almost gamifies it again you then have a in fact i've got i've got one i've got one right here so if you can see the video of this you know there's a there's a sheet there that has all the kind of things broken down and so then as you achieve those outcomes you can kind of tick them off and you can systematically work through through breaking that down and it creates a structure and it creates a sense of something that you can achieve and it creates um and it, and it gamifies it again, as I said.
1: I just want to elaborate on that a bit. So from my – from my I love that. And But from from my perspective, I – the only way for me to set goals and to actually work towards them is I need to really attach to the emotion that I will feel having achieved those things. And so if I have – you know, you think about all these things, again, we'll take the yacht as an example. Instead of just – for me, instead of just finding a picture of a yacht that I would like – I always look for images of like like a, a point of view photo of like a person on a yacht, like they mu- their feet might be up on the edge of the boat looking out over like um, the Amalfi Coast or something like that. I think that is on my most recent vision box. Um, or, you know, if you want uh, an amazing car, you might have a photo like from the driver's seat looking out over the wheel of like driving somewhere amazing and having more of those experiential Points of view in the images. So, me personally, really helps to like get into that feeling, that experience of if you were, if it were true, and imagining like what it would feel like if it were true. Because it's those emotions that are going to help form that belief system that that already exists. Mm. Um, and the other part of that is also, I tend to think about to shape the vision board. I tend to think about like, okay, then this twenty-five year plan. What does a day in the life look like for? me like well, I've achieved everything I want to achieve I'm this amazing superhuman version of myself like I am like could not imagine anything better for my life what does that look like okay I wake up in my bed I look like it's I look out over the ocean because I'm living on this beachfront house I look out there's open windows there's like a cool breeze I can smell get a bit of like sea breeze through the sea, like sea spray through the windows it's like, there's some like smooth jazz playing. I like wake up, I go and walk out onto the balcony. I like, I, it's really quiet and calm. I go downstairs, Goose is there. We talk, we're laughing. <laughs> Goose is there, hello. Um, you know, there's all of these experiential things. And then I walk downstairs, I make something healthy to eat. Um, we live in this big like amazing beautiful home we can walk out directly onto the sand we walk out to the beach like we're that close to the ocean I can feel like the sand in my feet like you come back we have lunch like we have this environment where then we so for me like I've still got business goals and I still see that as part of the, the vision and so we have people like we have our team around in our home We're kind of standing around talking about the vision for the company, like Goose and I are talking about we're doing some kind of presentation to the team and then everyone's kind of socializing. So there's all of these like emotional feelings that I need to personally I need to attach to that feeling of what does it feel like once I've achieved all of that. So that aside, for me to have achieved that, I probably need some kind of financial freedom, quote unquote, to have achieved that. But ultimately, these are the outcomes that I want. I want to feel these emotions and that's what's going to pull me forward. So then I find images from that day in the life and put them on my vision board to help me, guide me through that experience. Um, and so this, is, this takes a lot of work, right? So this is a lot of going through this whole process and thinking about who I want to become and what does that person every day feel like um, and being able to find images that actually bring up that emotion for you. And you can really feel like this has already happened and I'm so excited for it to be a part of my life. So that's kind of how I think about vision boards as well.
0: Mm, I think that's awesome. I think that's, yeah, once, once again, you've taken something that I think about quite mechanically and you've given a lot, you've given a lot more depth and depth and connection and, and everything like that. So I think that's, I think that's awesome. So so let's let's do a quick recap because we've covered a lot of ground on this on this one, right? Yeah. So so we're, God, where did we start in this episode? So we started by um, we started by talking about um, breaking it down. So twenty five to one life plan, mm-hmm. and we talked about how to do that and why and how to how to connect your twenty five year vision with the actions that you need to take today, and then we also talked about how to then put in a practice of affirmations. Which just to recap on that, I. I tend to do that first thing in the day because that's when my brain is most malleable. And I basically, I, I, I choose to brainwash myself as early as possible so that every day I live that same belief. And then we talked about uh, how to actually create vision boards uh, and that are actually going to compel you to stick to that vision. So if we then tie all that all the way back, let's go all the way back to the start of a previous episode. So the function was that um, we wanted, the problem that we were solving is that most people um don't set the right don't set goals don't set big enough goals and don't uh, don't set goals don't set big enough goals and don't set the right goals so there and then this is now basically how do we create the vision and then how do we then bring that back and apply it in ways that are going to com- compellingly pull us forward do you think we've achieved that outcome
1: i really hope so <laughs>
0: well i hope so too so it's a big topic it's a big topic and it's like quite tangential because we're talking about some quite esoteric things um that we want to try and share with people to to put into practice and to put in place so if you have found this beneficial, please let us know um, because I truly believe that the thing that's going to differentiate you achieving your goals uh, and not is your ability to craft a compelling vision and then stick to that plan. So I uh, hope that you put, get to put this into place and I hope that this means something to you as well. Uh, I really enjoyed this. What about you, Gabby?
1: Yeah, I'd love to hear, like, if, if if you're going through these exercises and you're actually having trouble, or you're not sure if, like, if this goal makes sense, am I doing this correctly, please reach out because we'd love to, like, we're here to serve you and to help you get clarity on all of this because it's easy for us to just kind of chuck some strategies and ideas at you. But ultimately, we're doing it because we want to help people push through this kind of stuff so if you find that you're going through it and you feel like you're getting blocks just send us an email you can send us to hello at dash dot dot um one of us will respond i would love to be able to help you yeah just get clarity on this and actually put this stuff into action um because as we said it's a balance of we need we need the vision but we need to actually put it into action and make sure that we're going to stick to the plan so
0: yeah 100 percent All right, guys. Well, on that note, if you have loved this, as Gabby says, give us some feedback. If you need help, give us some feedback. And if you know somebody else who would benefit from this, make sure you share that with them as well. And of course, like, rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Bye now.
1: Bye.